In today's podcast, I share with you the conversation I had with Eric Espinoza and Tyler Lieber from Coconut VA. These guys actually just sold a, another startup and are kicking off another virtual assistant company where they uh, source, they help U.S. companies source uh, VAs from the Philippines. And Eric actually recorded this from the Philippines where he is spending a month in the shoes of his virtual assistants and uh, working U.S. hours, you know, the graveyard shift. And uh, it's really cool. He actually just had a TikTok go viral. He shares a bit about that in the episode. And uh, these guys are sharp. I'm, I'm really excited to share with you their, the episode, and I hope that you find some great learnings from it. So without further ado, here is the episode. Welcome to the Venture Anyway Builder Podcast. Insights from the trenches by those who are busy building. When I finally embraced what I was really good at, it kind of felt like an adventure. Yeah, I really would have done a lot differently. Hello, hello, Dale Majors here, and welcome to the Venture Anyway Builder podcast. On today's episode, we have Tyler Lieber and Eric Espinoza. Uh, that are currently working on Coconut VA and had a company that they just sold, and I will let them tell us uh, more about it. But welcome to both of you, and Thanks. let's let's just get rolling and tell us kind of where you've been and uh, tell us a bit about you. Oh, I guess I'll go first. Uh, so Tyler and I met at BYU. Uh, we were running. I was running a startup called Venture Validator. It was uh, a market research firm that would search for product market fit through systematized surveys. Uh, so finding out price point, uh, ideal customer profile, all that jazz. Uh, Tyler and I met via a, an internship application that I had out there. Um, he actually started out as an unpaid intern, uh, very quickly became a paid employee, eventually became a uh, co-founder, um, a, min- a minority co-founder in that business. And then when we sold Venture Validator, um, we became equal partners in coconut VA. So that's kind of our story in a nutshell. Love it. And you, you're both young. I pulled out your age early. I don't think you can talk about age too much when people are past 30, but, um, we're, you get, you're 25 and 27, you know, yes. Eric, you're 27, Tyler, you're 25. You guys are super young. And as a, as an old guy, 39, <laughs> um, who, who was all, it's kind of fun getting old in that way. Um, and that's <laughs> right. But um, that's really impressive that you've had the experience, um, so early in your journey that you've been able to have that. What, uh, what are some of the key lessons that you've learned doing this over the last couple of years? Ooh, go for it, Tyler. Um, yeah. So I'd say one of the biggest things that I've learned is just like understanding your strengths, but also just your personality. Um, so for example, like I, as you'll probably see in the podcast, like I, I am more of the introvert. I am more of the conservative, uh, you know, person. And I didn't really realize that about myself too much when it came to like the business side of things. Like I always thought, oh, I can, you know, I can be an entrepreneur. I can come up with big ideas and all of that. Um, and so that's what, what my plan always was. But I never really had the confidence or or drive, I guess, to like push forward my own business and like start something from scratch, push it out into the world and get people to buy my whatever. Um, and like, that's just not who I am. Um, and I think I can do that eventually, but definitely not, you know, my first business. And so I think what I realized is like, okay, I'm 
good at all the operation side of things, though. I just can't be the face of the business. I can't drive this business out into the wild and be charismatic enough to sell it. Um, and so that's what I realized about myself is I need to attach myself to somebody that can drive the business forward. And so that's, I'd say the biggest lesson I learned is you have to surround yourself with the right people. You are, you like as an individual aren't going to be the best person at, you know, every function in your business. And I knew that I was not going to be the marketing guy, the face of the business. And so that's when I, you know, found Eric and realized, okay, this is perfect. He can do everything that I don't like doing. I can do the taxes and all this stuff that he doesn't like doing. So it's perfect. Um, so I'd say like, if I were to say one lesson that I learned, I'd say that was the biggest one. Yeah. And how has that played together, Eric, as you're on the other side of that, kind of the yin-yang, you know, what what have you seen? Oh, I I mean, I was able to go out to Thailand and live on a beach the last month because <laughs> Tyler has operations taken care of and I can do strategy. So that's played out pretty well. Um, I, I really... It just it's, it's the whole it's the very typical you know visionary and and the operator um the integrator whatever you want to call it um there are things that we have to have in common and there are things that we have to have different the things that we have in common that i think really help us is that we have a lot of shared experiences shared background um so we see the world in a similar light uh, and then we also, uh, in personality tests, score very high for logic, um, which means that I think we can be convinced of the same um, evidence to come to the same conclusions. And then besides that, we're very different. Um, he's extremely conscientious, extremely um, you know, quick to respond to emails and just loves being in you know, five different areas doing this, doing that. I am so slow at all of that. I, I can see things that he can't see. And I can do very minute nitty gritty things, but I'm much more slow at it because I'm a visionary. I take everything in. So yeah, um, yeah just you know, playing to your strengths and then building your team out, staying in your lane. I love it. So Tyler, uh, I think culturally we celebrate the Eric's more than the Tyler's. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, yeah. right? I agree. Yeah. So, and I think I, I love Eric, your perspective around that, because I was kind of in your place. I'm more the visionary, more the out and about the, the one who's like, Hey, look at me. I did all this stuff, you know? Um, not that you do that, but, uh, I think I did. And I, in my first business bike wagon, we sold bike parts online. I got my dad involved within a couple of years of doing it. And he was really strong. He was the Tyler in our, in our kind of business marriage. And I took so much of the credit and, um, but after, after everything, especially 10 years down the road, I see how much I need that and how much it, how much, uh, I'm so much more grateful. Um, I didn't know what I had at the time, but now that I've done a couple other businesses, I realized how much, uh, more powerful and impactful I can be if I have someone doing that part. So I think it's so important for, well, it's just really rad that you guys have learned that so early and that you're defining that and that it's okay to not be like, you know, to be able to feel a hundred percent about yourself and be like, this is just my skill and I own it. I'm great at doing the taxes and doing these things, operations. And that you're saying, look, I can be in Thailand for a month (laughs) because I have a guy like that because you, if not, you know, you could say, ah, you could not give him the credit that's due. And I think, unfortunately that happens a lot. Well, I, I like, 
it's not one plus one equals two. It's I am half as productive as a normal person and Tyler's as productive as a normal person, but you put us together and now I can lead him to, Hey, this is where we got to start focusing our energies in. And all of a sudden we make five. And so like, I think very, very early on, um, as we, you know, started having more conversations, finding out, you know, strengths and weaknesses. And I think above all, I mean, the, the typical high energy, you know, entrepreneur, the you and the eyes of the world, we're terrible business partners. We're terrible leaders. We're terrible just like at a lot of things because we can't focus on more than uh, what's on our plate at one time. And we drop a lot of things and being a co-founder like Tyler, where um, you're never late to things. You always, you know, are, you have all your, your paperwork done on time. You, you're responding to emails, like everything that they do it's just not who we are. And so it can very much be an abrasive relationship if there's not that conversation. And I think because Tyler and I had so many of those conversations early on saying, Hey, this is like, I have a lot of dyslexia, actually. That's why I can do some of the things that I can do as a visionary. Um, it's because I, I, I see the world differently and can um, make connections that comes with some downsides. And so because we've had conversations on that, um, and I think that I've been vocal in helping Tyler understand that, hey, these are just weaknesses. We need to just outsource these things. I feel like we've both grown to the point where he doesn't feel um, frustrated with me when I've seen other operators dealing with their crazy entrepreneurs who are extremely frustrated because they don't understand that that's just part of the mixed bag that goes with those skills. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, I wish I was that self-aware when I was you know, starting my first business. Luckily, my my business partner loved me because he was my dad and like <laughs> relationship. Uh, so it worked and he couldn't, you know, disown me or <laughs> it, it, it was so good. I love that. Well, let's let's segue a bit into, you know, thinking about superpowers, um, Tyler. You know, what do you what are you realizing that you do really well? Yeah, I mean like we've kind of alluded to so far, just the execution on things or just even like the, the follow-up um, or yeah, the nitty gritty, I guess, like Eric is fantastic at outlining a framework and just that super high level vision that like sometimes I can't even see or can't really comprehend. And I definitely like can't come up with my, you know, on my own. Um, like it just doesn't come to me as naturally like, okay, we need to make a plan for the next six months. Like, I have, I struggle with that, but as soon as Eric's outlined that, or, you know, the visionary in the relationship has outlined that and says, Hey, this is who we are. This is where we need to be all of that. Then, you know, as long as I buy into it, of course, then like, that's when I, I shine. I feel like it's like, that's when I get excited about, you know, cause I want to fulfill that vision. Like, you know, he believes in it strongly enough to, to pitch it to the team, to pitch it to the world. I buy into it as long as he can keeps, you know, believing in that and pitching that I'm going to do everything I can to be the, the executioner, you know, and, uh, you know, fulfill that vision, build up, uh, that vision to its full potential. Yeah. But I mean, I, I that, like it, it's, it's all the project management that goes with that right. team training people, just making sure we hit deadlines. Uh, and then a lot of it, you know, software automations, uh, understanding progress, being able to be extremely aware of all of the different PM tools that are out there, all of the Zapier integrations that can happen. 
and say, okay, this is the vision. Well, here's all the steps that, that need to happen for that. So let's go dive into these softwares and, and plug it and actually make this vision a reality. I love that. What was your degree in school, Tyler? Economics. Economics. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Great. Um, Eric, what, what would you say, you know, is your superpower? Um, like I said, it's, it's definitely the the visionary uh, portion. Um, so I do have some, some dyslexia. What, from my understanding, what what does, uh, the, the axons and neurons are a bit further apart in your brain, which allow you to see connections, um, from disparate things that don't make sense to other people. And if you really think about it, that's kind of what innovation is. You're taking two things that don't look like they're connected make them connected. And all of a sudden, well, you have something new. It's really not something new though. Um, so yeah, I think I'm really good at seeing what something can be. And, uh, that's bridled by checking and validating is your vision actually reality or is it just a mirage? I think it's the biggest problem that we have as entrepreneurs is we're always dreaming big. Um, but we can be quite deluded and deranged in our dreams if we don't have reality checks. Um, so yeah, I would say, and then, I mean, I can do every single position that anyone has in any of our organizations. I, I, I I can learn very quickly. Um, and I can do a, a very large variety of things, but I just realized I'm the slowest at it. So I will do it once. And then Tyler will help systematize it so that that's then done multiple times, but I'm never in the operations or else we'd have a very slow company. Yeah. I love that. Well, as you're saying that, it, that a lot of what you said rings pretty true, man, I could do a lot of those things, but I'm really lousy at, you know, like it is, it is nice when you realize um, that other people can be greater, a lot better than you at things. I don't know. I think that's a good lesson for every entrepreneur to learn is like, yeah. you can do it, but in most things, you can find somebody that's way better than you. Mm-hmm. And just to be open to that idea. So you can be searching in other people to say, wow, what are you amazing at? Like, what mm-hmm. are you great yep. at that you could bring to the team? And uh, I want to do these two things because I'm really great at them. Yeah. But so using everybody on the platform. We're actually really, I mean, so we, we have a staffing agency for virtual assistants. So we're, we're quite good at hiring. That's all we do is, is we hire and we look for people's potential. Uh, but then also, you know, internally we, we, you know, do quite a bit of hiring and for us, it's, it's looking at their, their personality traits and their strengths and those talents. And I, I don't really care so much about their, their resume and their experience as much. Do they have these core talents? that are needed to, to succeed and, and um, excel, I guess, in, in this area. And that served us very, very well. In fact, we just sold Venture Validator um, and we aren't having any employees transfer over with the business, which is kind of crazy. Uh, but because everything's all systematized and we know the type of person that has to fit in that role. So when we were hiring uh, an operator for the new owner, we had, these are the personality markers that they have to have. They have to score this much on conscientiousness, this much on extroversion, this much on agreeableness, this much on uh, neuroticism. And we literally got our whole hiring process to the point where we had, you know, 60 people applied, only 20 of them actually fit the box of who we needed. And then from there, we're now saying, okay, let's do some skills checks and let's see 
how well can you actually perform the job by doing a little bit of a test, but we don't really care about your background. We just care about what your potential is. Yeah. Well, that's amazing. I love that. As you're saying that, I'm like, wow, I wish we did a better job at those things as we hire. You know? <laughs> which, which personality test framework do you recommend people use? Like if I'm, if I'm running a small business and I've got a few employees, like which one are you turning to? Big five. Big five. Big, big, big five personality. Uh, if, you're, if you're running a small business, um, and especially if you're going to have co-founders, you're going to want to make sure that they uh, are scoring very high on the openness to change. Really, any employee needs to have high and openness to change mm-hmm. um, because as a startup, you're constantly taking on more responsibilities uh, as, a, as a team member. And if you are a stick in the mud and you think that, hey, my job description that I sign on to the team with isn't going to change, you're not going to do well at a startup. Um, yeah. And then, you know, the next thing is just going to be conscientiousness. You need people who have high attention to detail uh, in most aspects of your team. There are a couple, maybe some creative things that you can get away with, but most people, those are the two traits that I would look for, you know, being over 70% on the scale, mm. uh, then neuroticism uh, or their, how emotional they are. It's difficult to deal with high stress uh, situations that happen in a startup if people... Um, aren't as adept to uh, controlling their emotions. So having their agreeableness be high is quite useful, but if it's too high, they're maybe not going to be a leader that's maybe taking a position. So there's a lot of things that you can uh, use depending on what you're hiring for. But I think big five has served us really well. Yeah. Awesome. I've, I've used this Clifton Strengths Finder a lot and disc secondly, but mostly Clifton Strengths Finder. So I'll have to check out the big five. Yeah, Strength Finder is great too. It's awesome. just I think they, they charge you so. Yeah, but Big Five doesn't. It's free. Yeah. Wow. Okay, I'll have to check that out. Okay, so where um, you've you've already you've you've done your first business, you sold it. Now you're now you're launching your second one. Um, what is it? What will it look like for the two of you to arrive? Like when will you have arrived? <laughs> We have some really, really cool announcements that we can't announce on this podcast. Uh, when are you airing this? Um, into uh, next Friday. Oh, that's too soon. We can't announce that. <laughs> we have some really cool pictures to hey, paint. I can put it off. Air. When do you want it to air? <laughs> when do you want it to air? I, I can't. I, we'll, we'll, we'll announce this when we announce this. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we have some very specific pictures of, of what we want Coconut VA to look like. Uh, but high level, um, it's very much giving back to our virtual assistants. Um, so for us, the principles that we follow is that uh, you need to take care of your, your employees or your VAs first. You always put your team first and the founders, they're not getting any type of uh, income at all until they're taken care of. Then once when a profit comes in, founders are, are getting market rate salaries. Uh, but during this time, they, they've very much sacrificed and struggled. Um and that's what you do as an entrepreneur. You take on that risk. But then once you start getting market rate salary, you're now able to um, have profits and get an ROI. And for us, uh, we have very specific measurements on what that ROI is. Uh, and after you hit and exceed that point, then it's giving back to the community, giving back to the virtual assistants or your employees that are on your team. Um, and then after that, it's kind of seeding the community that, uh, was seeded by you from other entrepreneurs that have been in that fourth stage 
that really made it possible for you to start in the beginning. So yeah, we have a lot of cool things down the pipeline for what we want to do um, just on improving the upward mobility of our coconut VA family. And uh, yeah, we're excited. Yeah. So as far as like that arriving when you can be in the fourth stage, is that it for you or? Yep. Awesome. Great. What about you, Tyler? Yeah. I mean, I'd agree with that. Like, obviously we went over that framework together, um, but um, something that we've definitely talked about previously is like Eric and I are both happy with where we're at. Like, obviously we are ambitious and like we want more and like we're looking to get to that fourth stage. But like, you know, my wife and I always talk about like, we're so happy with like where we're at, like, you know, venture validator and even coconut at times, like we have to be on those ramen wages, you know, like college student type wages. And like, you know, we haven't made that much money compared to, you know, tons of other people, but like, we're still so happy, like, cause we're, we're enjoying what we're doing and we're enjoying where we're at in life. Um, and so I think that's important, like not always seeking something, not always reaching for the next step, like just taking a, a step back and like, wow, like we have a really good life. And like, I enjoy what I, what I do. And like, I enjoy who I work with and we enjoy each other as a family. So I'd say that's, that's definitely part of it. Like, yes, we have this framework of, you know, and these ambitions that where we want to go, but at the same time, we're happy with where we're at, where we're at now. Yeah. I love that. There's, there's no delay in our, in our happiness. I, we had a, a pretty rough go at Venture Valley. There were some dark times. We, we came out victorious, but not without some battle wounds. And uh, I remember uh, a day when it was the third time in a row that uh, we didn't have enough in the bank account for payroll for all of our employees. And that was coming out of my bank account every single time. There was a, a time when there wasn't any more for that to come out of. And I pretty much accepted that, all right, this is it. Like we're not making it from this one payrolls tomorrow, we don't have enough in the bank account. And I had finally accepted the fact that we had failed and that there was no coming back from this. And not only that, there was still 30K of debt that I was personally on the hook for. So it's not like you can just walk away from it. Yeah. Very dark uh, and desperate times. But I just went on a bike ride, sat down by a river and I just kind of contemplated things. And I thought, you know, I'm still happy. Like, even, even though I'm, I'm stressed out of my mind right now, there's not one ounce of me that would be happier, even if I had the money and the success of, of an entrepreneur who's exited. And that was so freeing. It, it's like, you know, someone who, like a man who's not afraid to die has so much liberty. Well, a founder who's not afraid to fail all of a sudden becomes free to take the risks they need to do to succeed. And that moment really changed, at least for me in Venture Validator, allowed us to do some extremely risky things uh, that, you know, we were able to get uh, a six-figure exit for when it very, very likely should have ended up in a failure. Yeah. Um, so I, I think, you know, it's kind of been a point where, yeah, we have ambitions um, for growth, but it really is not like we're going to be happy when we hit this point. Yeah. I love, I love that. I think uh, it's one of the least happy times I had was right after I'd sold my company and didn't have a thing that I loved working on anymore. I didn't have a project. Like it's like I, you know, I lost my playground. 
I'm like, I used to like this playground, dang it. And had all sorts of things to do here. Even yeah. when it was building, it was like a, a construction project in process and I don't have it anymore. Uh, and that's why I'm sleeping in and I'm trying to figure out what to do next. So luckily that only lasted a couple of weeks, but you know, <laughs> my wife did, she turned over to me in bed, like at 7am. She's like, Dale, actually, why are you like still in bed <laughs> in our whole marriage? You've never just hung out and just been here in the morning. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you're, you're gone before I wake up. What's going yeah. on? I'm like, I don't know. Like, I don't have anything to do. And it. Yeah. And I, I had to come up with something to do. So I think it's really cool that you guys found something so quickly after exit. Well, it was actually, on. that's why we exited. It, it's because we, we actually started Coconut while we had Venture, Venture Validator going. Okay. Um, and it started going to the point where we're like, geez, we kind of want to take some personnel from the one and, and build the other. Um, let's go ahead and, and sell this now. Now is the best time. We actually, it was on, Friday, we decided, hey, we should sell this. And within, I think, four weeks, we had cash in, in the accounts from a sale. It was really quick, which was great. That's but awesome. uh, yeah, we we didn't have that uh, built-in relaxed time that I think most people have where they kind of have this, who am I? What am I doing? I actually had to force in a vacation by just saying, hey, I bought a one-way ticket to Thailand. We're making it happen regardless. Even though we're kind of still doing two businesses, the, the wind down of one and now the, the ramp up of the other. But yeah, I think that we would feel quite lost if we didn't have that. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, one of my favorite, I, I like that. I think you guys pass that I love, I love your answers. And I think um, when I, when I put my coach hat on, cause I really try to convince everybody. It's like, look, you know what? There's no, you need to enjoy what you're doing. And maybe there's going to be weeks or even months that aren't enjoyable. And that's maybe just, okay, that's, that's part of it. But you need to love what you're building and doing. Because it is what it is. Like, there's really no end. Right. Um, you, we're engaged by building and creating. Well, at least, you know, if you're wired that way. So I like that. One of the, um, Josh Little, who founded Volley, his answer was um, kind of similar to your guys. He said, you know, I just realized that I am, um, my calling is to create beautiful things. And I need to be engaged in creating beautiful things. It doesn't have to be do, it doesn't have to do with like, selling beautiful things or like building beautiful things and selling them or getting, getting, um, uh, praise because of the beautiful things I built, but I need to build beautiful, beautiful things. And if I do that, then, then I'm arrived, then I've arrived. So he basically said, I've already arrived because I get to build beautiful things. Yeah. And, um, the best stage to live in. Yeah. 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 I love that. Well, awesome. So, um, I want to wrap up because uh, Tyler's got a camping trip to get to. Um, and I'm sure that by the time people are listening that I'm sure you will have enjoyed it. And it was awesome. Um, but how, how can we like a lot of times uh, I've realized one of the most important things as an entrepreneur is coming up with the right questions to ask and like coming up with the right asks, you know, an important thing, just knowing people can't help you if they don't know where you're going, for example. So the more clear you can be on, I'm trying to get this done, here's what I'm doing. Is there anything that you're currently struggling with or need help with in your business or are there ways that other people could step in or is there like a perfect hire that you could hire next that would help you yeah. solve a current issue? We've had, we've had three meetings about this. this. This is our biggest problem right now. So we, we have a, a virtual assistant agency. So we have US business owners and then we have virtual assistants, so supply and demand. Mm -hmm. And um, 
we really didn't get in this, but I'm actually in uh, the Philippines right now, living a month in our virtual assistant's shoes on their budget, uh, working U.S. hours to, to really empathize with them because we want to build the, the most, um, uh, we really want to build the best agency that we would, we would be okay being on either side, either the business owner or the virtual assistant. So with that, we just came out here, I just came out here and we, we started doing some TikToks and it just exploded uh, here in the Philippines. And we have now in the last three days, and we also got featured by uh, a YouTuber. Uh, we, in the last like three days, we've had like four to 500 applicants of virtual assistants who have all U.S. accents, U.S. business backgrounds, amazing uh, workers that, that could be for business owners. But we're only getting like, a handful of business owners a week and we need to really increase the supply side uh, or the demand side. So we're just, you know, if there's PR people out there, if there's growth marketers, um, you know, anybody that can help us really share our story, that's where like, gosh, there's so much good that we can do and so many people that we can help on both sides of the equation. Um, we're ready to scale. And if people have some type of solution, we'd love to hear it. Yeah. I love that. Awesome. Congrats. That's amazing. I love that experiment yeah. that you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Are you out with family? Do you have family or? My wife's here. Bless, bless her for being here. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. Okay. Well, let us, um, I would love to, when I, when I announce this on LinkedIn, um, I can make a note to um, also post about that. That, that would be. Yeah. I, I think I say you one person. I think Joe Elgren, uh, Joe mm. may. Uh, oh, awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah. For, for us, it's like, if people just just sit down and they, they, they understand what, what a virtual assistant can do and that it's not just a, you know, automated assistant that can do emails and scheduling. It's, it, it's a remote worker that's as bright as a college intern, but they're not going to revolve every semester. You can compensate them now with dental, vision, all the full benefits package and it's still costing you less than us minimum wage employee when you have you know the great resignation going on you have inflation going on there's literally no better option to bless more people's lives than this and i just seen that firsthand being on the ground i mean people out here are making like a buck 75 an hour and you know give them a virtual assistant job they're making three to five times that amount before they get benefits and it's like it is so cool but then you know, going back to, you know, life coaching and having a, a good work-life balance, you're now finally able to offload these tasks so that you can go live in a month in Thailand, or you can go, you know, hiking with your kids and you don't have to be saying, I can't afford a U.S. employee. I'm going to just do it all myself. So I, I'll probably get off my soapbox here, but there's, there's just so much that I, I'm being out here. I realized why, why I wanted to come out here was I wanted to know what it was like to be a virtual assistant. And so that this vision, this path that we're going on for the next five years, when we get to the stage four, we actually know what we're gonna do with the money along the way so that that purpose um, is actually executed upon. And I think that, you know, what brings you more happiness than bringing other people happiness? And, and that's kind of like Tyler and I are, are, are full of the brim with our happiness. And the next step is how can we now go bless business owners to have the same success that we've had and virtual assistants to have the same stability that you and I enjoy in the States. Mm -hmm. Amazing. I love it. 
Well, guys, Tyler, Eric, it was awesome to have you. Um, we will get this rolling and yeah, we'll see what we can do to increase your pipeline with business. <laughs> awesome. Thanks. Kyle. Okay. Awesome. Thanks guys. Hey, thanks again for listening. If there's anything I can do to be helpful to you, then you can email me at dale at ventureanyway.com. Also, if you know someone I should interview or if you have any suggestions on how I should uh, change the podcast, then I would love to hear them. If you want to learn more about my coaching group, you can learn more at ventureanyway.com. And if you like to hear babies screaming in the background, then this is the podcast for you.